You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have Outsiders. This is... uh, Episode 2. Episode 2, Season 2, of course. Shadow Side. Shadow Side. Shadow Side. Great upgrade on name. On yes, title the for name me. is definitely an improvement from last week. There's no doubt. Um, unfortunately, I am still going through the yellow pages, seeking a therapist after watching this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I need to be in the shadow sides after that. Draw yeah. the shades, you know. <laughs> no light, no yeah. anything. Um, <laughs> tested my religion, let's put it this way. Yeah, how John Emile actually filmed this, no idea. Like, I mean, he had to have blinders on the entire <laughs> yeah. time, right? He probably brought in special just for this episode. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, well, give me your overall thoughts on the episode. Super dark. <laughs> yeah. um, literally and figuratively. Can we say the darkest episode so far of the entire series? I think so. Uh, I mean, in this, I I wasn't really prepared for it to be this dark. Like I know, season, the series premiere kind of led us into it, but man, like this took off where the series premiere was, and we just went deep <laughs> yeah. down into the rabbit hole. There ain't hole, no man. doubt, Bubba. There ain't no doubt. Uh, I mean, it was a very dark, very interesting uh, episode. And let me tell you, the, the, the biggest thing about this episode that kind of really shook me, other than the rape and. Uh, uh, was is that it kind of put all the storylines in a very unique direction that I wasn't, not necessarily wasn't anticipating, but I'm not real happy with either. Let's just put it that way. Okay, I'm yeah. interested to see what you're... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the show. Absolutely 100%. One of my favorites, the whole nine yards. I just, um, you know how some shows will set up some situations to create drama and you, you get that tension. Da, 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 Walking da. dead. Yeah. <laughs> and this one... You know the the way they've set up these <clears throat> these story arcs are, man. I'm talking about some people are in some real low stuff here. You know, and I'm all and you know of course you know what seems to be the loss of Asa, what seems to be Gwen just being overly. You, you were know, right. Accepting. We did see Asa again this episode. <laughs> we did. That's right. Asa did make a second appearance. You know, you know? we, we have to. Uh, take it was a small prediction. part. Yeah. Small part. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, But, you know, that kind of stuff. And so when we dive into this episode this week, I think it's really going to, you know, there's going to be some things that, you know, I'm not happy about. But it's not because I think it's poorly written or like that. It's just that me being a fan, you want to see some things better for certain characters. But you also know you have to go through some of those setup episodes. Very much true. You've got to have some of those things where what's the fun of watching a show if they don't create a bad situation or the drama or the thing that has to be fixed or they're creating the situation that has to be redemptive. Um, I'm just, what I'm worried about is, is that who are they aiming at becoming redemptive and who are they aiming at vilifying and so on. And right now, some of my favorite characters are looking to become the bad guys when they shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, oh, they're setting up stash so horribly. Like this guy really can't catch a break. Man, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. Whew. But I mean, Let's just go ahead and dive into it. Like to me, what was one of your favorite parts of this episode? My favorite part of the episode, um, believe it or not, you know, uh, being a David Morris fan, yeah, Krista Gill, by the way, once <laughs> you catch that, um, I was finally excited to be rooting for the big guy. This was the first time that you know I was like, yes, I was happy to see him do, you know. I mean, I don't know if I was actually rooting for him. I was pitying him a lot. Well, I pitied him, but I I mean, I was happy that 
he came out of that situation like I wanted him to come out of that situation. Yeah, but, I mean, do you still want to be Brendan or anything? I didn't say that. I'm just saying, think about this. There were so many people on social media. They were hitting, you know, hitting on all these discussions we were a part of and even on our social was, was talking about that people felt sorry for him and then they were excited to see him do what he did. Yeah. And this is the first time you've heard people – Praise, like you said, the redemptive side. Yeah, of it. the redemptive side of it. And so, to me, that was awesome because I love him as an actor. And uh, it, it, I struggled last year with him being the bad guy all the time because he was a fantastic job doing it. And I really was thinking the whole time he wasn't back this season. And so, when they brought him back and have this right here, this was my one of my favorite moments of the entire episode. They did do a really good job on bringing him back in a way that I didn't think I was going to root for him. Because I said last week, I was like, I think we ruined his character arc because we brought him back after such an emphatic yeah. ending. But, yeah, well, I mean, I don't like that he was able to get away with a gunshot in the chest. And that with basically almost no medical attention other than alcohol and stitches. And having to was, roll down a hill. You know, it was completely. Well, a mountain. Was it completely okay? Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I thought that was thin, but it wasn't. It wasn't a situation where it made it bad enough to say completely implausible. Yeah. Um, Although, but, with how big we're learning that this mountain is, it might be implausible. Right. Well, here's my other thing: is is that you know, he evidently went right back up that mountain from where he was. You know. I don't. I don't mind his entrance. I definitely. It definitely creates a big stink for what's going to happen in the next episode and so on. You know, but I, I don't want to sit here and beat yeah. up things like it's just like I we mean, used to talk about the four wheelers taking hours to get down there. But he walked up there. Well, I mean, we don't know the time difference. I mean, exactly. that's the only saving grace. Exactly. It could have taken more. Yeah, absolutely, you know? and, and that's that's picky. Mm-hmm. So I won't beat that up. But if we're talking about Big Foster, you know, that was my favorite. That was my favorite part of the episode. I don't know what was yours. Oddly enough, it was just camera work. The uh, very beginning of the episode, where it's sitting low in the water, we see the ripples, like a little bit of water splashing oh, yeah, up the on the camera. Cinematography. So you, you really see so far, just as they repeated last season, they spend the first few minutes really giving you an artistic view mm-hmm. of how they're bringing in the new episode. And so far, every single one of them is very unique, very defined. And it's almost like the director has the autonomy to do something unique of their own, giving their own personal touch. I think so. <clears throat> and bravo. I mean, I think it's fantastic. You know, when you can add that artistry and it becomes, it's so evident. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people who did the cheesy, you know, draw in, draw out, you know. Just like painting cra- on the whole mountain yeah, and everything. Yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, if you notice there were several unique camera angles, mm-hmm. there's several different, ang- you know, ways they portrayed people. By the way, the, you know, some characters they always portray from the camera up looking down on them. Others they get below and plugging up, you know, and it's like. Um, and it's always, you know, a highlight of the character and the personality. And I always enjoy how they do that. And I think that's really, really neat. The stunt work was good. Um, uh, you know, Overall, I, it was a fantastic episode. Though. I think so, too. You know, it was dark. and uh, uh, But I still, I still come back to the concern of storyline. So let's just get into some of the storylines. Um, you know, who would you want to say we want to start with? I, me, personally, I want to go ahead and... <laughs> The, the, I struggle with the stash and Little Foster. Okay. That's where I want to be is that that was the most depressing part of the entire episode to watch is, you know, basically not to say he was a child in the situation, but I felt like they were manipulating a child who didn't even know what the, the situation that he was in involved. And I don't like anything that looks like they're taking advantage of somebody's 
not ignorance, but completely un- unknowing of his surroundings and how things work. Yeah, because Stash was operating on a completely different level. He was operating like he was still sheriff, he had power, and he was making the right decisions. But really, it was the state police, it was this, uh, what's he called? This events dis- coordinator, disaster coordinator. Oh yeah, disaster coordinator. And... Uh, He's just got full, was it, carte blanche, and he's doing whatever he wants, and Stash is just there. Yeah, you know, and uh, being a law and order expert of watching yeah, okay. 16 seasons, you know. 16 seasons. Uh, yes, I've seen every, every episode. That's dedication, people. Dedication, oh okay. Uh, you know, we, I'm getting a couple dogs. That's abuse. And the, and the dog's names will be Jerry and Orbach, you know, or, you know, if I have to. or you know. Anyway, long story short is that you know they were like, you know, all they have is this guy's they have Supposed no statements, zero evidence. And you mean to tell me they were able to bring up charges with a grand jury? I'm just like, what? Give I, me a break. I mean, they are charging him strictly because he's just a feral. Like, that's yeah. the only evidence. Now, that if have. that judge had said you're charged with assault, yes. you know, or disorderly conduct, this kind of stuff like that, completely, yes. Completely different And story. then at the last second he throws in murder, I was like, Womp, womp, womp. You've got nothing. This was a, you know, I know they're trying to show that this is just, you know, government power flexing its muscle to somebody who has no defense like that. But realistically, I mean, realistically, if this was a judge, would he really be going, yes, you're charged with murder? Zero chance. He yeah. would lose his seat in a heartbeat. Uh, that's me. And, you know, and so to me, that was a tiny little detail that bothered me. You know, that I was like, come on, give me a little something. You know, plant some evidence. Show that, do, do me something that, you know, you can't tell me that just because you have caught one feral, this is the guy who killed Reese. I think the only thing that they did positively was heightening the uh, flight risk and everything. Like, I thought that was done well. Yeah, and no, I like but that. But outside know. of that, like, the interrogation scene was like, you did it. You can help us. He's just yeah. like, uh, guys. Like, yeah, I mean, really. I mean, I keep saying the same thing. And y'all don't listen, you know. And is, then, this, is this what y'all do down here? Like, yeah. Is this what you call fair? Yeah. And I was just trying to think, like, was their trial really any different for Asa up there? Not really. No. No, not really. You know, but at least it had more teeth than what, you know. Yeah, I mean, at least there was actual evidence. Yeah, and this, I mean, so I was kind of, uh, but, you know, that was a small detail again. You know, overall, they were really trying to signify mm-hmm. this. But you know what really what struck me is just Wade sitting there and taking it. You the, know? the bond that they're creating between Little Foster and Stash. How yeah. dare you call him Wade? I forgot his name. <laughs> Absolutely. But I just that right there is making me lean are very, very much in certain directions when it comes to not the guy who is trying to be against the mountain, but mm-hmm. he's going to become our redemptor or so on. And I do like that a lot, you know. Um, and I love how the uh, events disaster coordinator guy is actually handling Wade. In the fact, if you <laughs> yeah, handling you, well, I mean, if you listen to him talk, he never says a negative thing about him. All oh, he's no. doing is like, no, hey, you know, thanks for your input. Thanks for doing this. You're doing a great job. Just keep going back out there. All positive reinforcement. You know, he's a manipulator. There's no doubt. Is. Stash has got nothing. He's just, you know, he makes his comments and he's, eh. Um, Abby, I, I looked up her uh, discussion and she says she believes after seeing Little Foster and Wade's interactions, there's been a lot of talk that Wade possibly might be the missing Foster and it ends up being true. Could he be one of the returned ones from the prophecy? From the prophecy. I what do you think about that. this comment? I saw this. I was like, I got to put this in the pod. I like it, you know, but I really just don't see any way it's possible since so Stash's it, father was down from the town and everything up on the hill. Considering that's that was my exact point is is considering that Stash's story is is that his dad used to be 
A town folk. A town folk. And went up there and got and died from lightning strike. And this this is whole basis for why he ran like a girl or, you know, up scared a chicken or whatever you want to call it on the mountain and fell and hurt himself and so on. It to me it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that they would turn around and make the arc of, oh, by the way, you're actually a lost feral to you know i don't i don't get that and if they you know that would mean the other thing is is that how would you prove that he was yeah like i mean, I mean like no, that would mean like his dad didn't die like they didn't bury or something i mean or is it his mother that's part of the town that's uh, part of the feral clan yeah i just i just i really feel like that's a bridge too far you know i know that's been one of the popular theories and i definitely want to get it into the pod and stuff but my opinion you know and i think you share it is is that um I think that's something that would be a cool twist, but I think the way the show has already presented the picture, it's just not really plausible. No, <clears throat> you know, but I think it's a cool, cool idea. You know, it, it could it could be one of those things where what's good about it is, like they say, that, you know, the three will say the people will come back, da da da, and that'd be cool if he was one of those people. But I mean, I, I just I just don't I, see how they would do it. I just don't see how they'd make the connection that he was a pharaoh. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, he looks pretty scruffy. I mean, he takes that he takes that you know that sheriff's outfit off and puts a couple raggy clothes on. He fits right in. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he's got no a little doubt. short hair, but outside yeah. of that, I mean, he would have the best stash of anybody out there. <laughs> you know, but um, so Ashley um, Stouffer came over and said, "I thought about last week, and I hate seeing uh, <laughs> let's say little Foster slash Opie in his prison clothes." I'm, I was completely traumatized by the way Opie died. I don't want to see this again. Yeah, I, I found it odd. Like if we're trying to separate the shows that we're putting him in this exact same feeling and situation. It is almost spot on. And also, shout out to like those prison belts that they have. Like I've never really seen one like that. Yeah, I mean it was kind of- you know the, the you know the, the detail for them to take the time to show you putting it on uh-huh. and putting in this and that and everything and hands and feet I was like oh my god like, yeah I mean it's uh, putting it out there it, it, there's no doubt I would have freaked out like there's there's no way I could get handcuffed like that and be okay with it well I mean you saw how little Foster reacted a little bit here and there. oh yeah all right is it me or no one compares in size to Ryan Hurst. This guy no looks one. like a giant compared to everybody else. Like there. even the big bald officer who's supposed to be the big bad one, like he is dwarfed. <laughs> yeah. He tossed him around like a rag. Oh my God. I was uh, like, um, you might end up being to a wrestling when it's all said and done, but yeah, your uh, kidneys, your arms broken. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know what this officer was trying to antagonize him for. I mean, unless he had pepper. I mean, the fun thing is when he got hit, he pulled his pistol. Oh yeah, it wasn't you know like I mean he's unarmed. No, no what taser, you do? You no pepper spray. Pump him a couple <laughs> nine millimeters. I mean, really? Uh, just, I was like, okay. All right. So Megan uh, says that she has a sneaky suspicion that Wade's going to help break out Little Foster. Ooh. Um. I mean, they've kind of built man. it up. I mean, they're uh, making it seem like this bond is created that. Will Foster's going to get screwed over by the system, and Wade's just not going to stand for it. You know, that would be cool as hell. And we did see previews, like in the season previews, that Will Foster's being broken out, I think. It kind of looked like. Here, here's the thing, and you brought up the preview. I could see, I could see Stash tipping off. Ferrells. Ferrells. Telling him, your boy's being transported, and they do a rescue. 
I could see that. I still don't even see that. Like, I don't see how he gets in contact with them. I know that the, there's an easy way for him to do it and everything. But Well, who would the pharaohs even talk to to figure out if he's being transported? Do you follow what I'm saying? Like, like how, Who would be somebody who would be willing to say, okay, yeah, he's going to leave at 9 o'clock, da, 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 you know? What would they even know about transportation, and like, in that sense? Your, your person's being transported on this. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does that mean to us? No, I, I think they would. I mean, they'd drive vehicles. So, I mean, I don't think that would be an issue. So, I think that. To me, that's the only plausible thing I see coming out. Don't get me wrong; there's probably more to it, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Is that it, you know, while he, he's you know, it's like fugitive. He breaks out during a transport. Yeah, um, but I don't really see Stash having any part in it. Uh, I do. I, I'm going to say we're going to disagree on that. I think that uh, Megan has a point. I think that is a very legitimate point. So, uh, kudos to her. We'll see what happens. You know, that could be, that could be a really good one. How'd you feel about his uh, lawyer getting the case five minutes before the uh, thing? I, I think it's all part of the whole fast track, everything, don't really care, you know, who gives a crap about civil rights, uh, you know, due process or any of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, no, I think it was just yeah. showing that off stuff. And I mean, I loved Ryan Hurst in court. It's like guilty, not guilty, what? I, I didn't do it. Like, if that makes me guilty or not guilty, I don't know, but I didn't do it. Yeah, I mean. So you told me to explain myself. I was like, <laughs> We're talking, oh. yes. <laughs> yeah, I, and then Stash going after the big, big time lawyer. The yeah, trying that, to get the best lawyer there was. Does and, every small town have the best lawyer ever created? Uh, uh, is that how these small towns work? I, you know, in small town environment, I guess there's always the best lawyer there is. There we go. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. I mean,. And not around here. You know, there's 15 million lawyers around here. Not one of them worth their salt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, who we want to move on to now? You know, the who drives me sneaky suspicion of this entire episode was this new group, the Kinnon. Yes. And the Kinna. The, the Kinna. That's right. The leader was Morgan. Yes. That's how it's spelled. M-O-R-E-G-O-N. Which immediately led me to Celtic. Uh, yeah, now, there's some history here you were able to find out, and we even got a, a viewer that told us about it as well. Yeah. Um, Renee Holland said the name um, could be possibly from Irish Lord, which is the goddess of battle and death. It's three things. It's uh, battle, death, and something else I forget. But she's actually three separate entities. Okay. And so she goes by the Morrigan, and she actually ends up being King Arthur's sister. Huh. All right, so what do we think this means for this character? I think it's also trickery, now that I think about it. But I, I think it that pretty much all wraps it up in one is yeah. they're going to set kind of a civil war dividing our ferals and the other clans. There's going to be a lot of death on top of the mountains because they're going to be, I think even Gwen said it, if, if we don't come together, we're going to be the death of ourselves. And they're going to get divided. And then the trickery is what's going to be doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely think this group is up to no good. You know, it, first of all, you have a group of what looks to be, well, what were we saying, seven or eight women? Yeah. I, th I think it's like, all within 10 to 15 years of age of each other. Um, and they all look well fed. Like, I mean, yeah. none of them look starving or hurting or struggling to get up the mountain just being an all-female group there are so many mystery there you know uh, how do you reproduce how do you do this i mean Why i thought you have children with you that. you know I, i'm i'm all ears 
I thought she had a great answer for the reproduce. Like, hey, you know, whenever you need that to get your numbers up, men aren't too hard to find. I was like, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> true that. But true the to- fact... Uh, where are they finding them? Like, are they going down into the town? Is there another group? That well, we don't is know this about? the only group there is? Is yeah. this all of them? Is there another faction of them? Is this just the small cell of a larger one? I think that I think that's it. I think there's a you much know, larger cell. I mean, you know, I was really surprised there was no children. There was no teenagers. There's no nothing. It makes me think that this is just a tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I mean, they're looking like, what, 30 to 45 or maybe 25 give to 40? Or, give or take, yeah. And uh, I, I just, man, and I'm going to tell you something else. Uh, get off my mountain when you go into somebody's house and just start throwing stuff out of it without without yeah. telling anybody. <laughs> and just make the, the, the decision no that way. this is your place. There's no way that you're twisting this into, no, this is okay. This is what needed to be done for us to be made here. I was like, I thought you were here for a couple days. Like, um, Hey, you get, pack your shit and get gone. Yeah, like this, this was before. Like, us put all that stuff back <laughs> in that house. You know, this is like one of those infomercials where they're doing like the really sharp knife and you start cutting the tomato super thin. <laughs> yeah. Like that is like, whoa, guys. Uh, I mean, this is yeah. This was that right there. I was just like, okay, this is an automatic of eviction. Uh, yes, that that bothered me. And then a viewer caught this, and I did not catch this, and I think you did. Is that every time the Kenan wanted something or the, they touched Gwen with their request and they got it mm-hmm. and stuff. Are to we to assume, you know, and by, I want to give, that was the Steve Pickering, Stephen Pickering who brought that up. And I want, I'm, are we to assume that there's, is this the first sign of mystical or I mean, I don't think it's powers? necessarily mystical. I mean, you could say that, but I mean, that's just a negotiation tactic. You know, as soon as you start touching somebody, they're more willing to listen and do whatever you ask of them. You touch me and ask for something, dude. You're gonna get the backhand. I mean, and I just, I don't know. They, no, like these, yeah, but if you're able to bridge that they were gap, taking, yeah. you know, these these long draws and the, you know, her being the only one that seemed to be doing things towards them and being, you know, open to them. I don't know. I think it's just adding more seasoning to the whole pot of, you know, they're up to something. Gwen is. Uh, you know, taking the bait, enjoys the hook in the mouth, whatever you want to call it. Oh, man, it. I think she definitely took the bait because after they got the water, they did their little praying thing and started passing it around. As Gwen was walking away, you see Morgan just start smiling, laughing, like she already yeah. had the hook line sinking. I was like, oh, exactly. this isn't good. Right. You know, and there was even some scenes where you see, you know, characters, you know, even like Craig and all these other people who are, you know, who see these interactions, look at you like that. And there was one viewer who even said, you know, there was some unique interactions. And somebody said that one of them had the same tattoo that Asa had. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that either. I need to go back and look and stuff. But, you know, it could be potential. If that is true, what could that mean? Maybe, I want to say college educated or something, but like I doubt that they have a tattoo for someone who went to college. No, I don't think it's got anything to do with that. I think it's something. So maybe Asa's the father of her child? Maybe she has a kid out there, you know, in a bit. That could be a unique twist that, you know, one and of that's the how they were uh, actually united. <laughs> Asa's uh, illegitimate children or something. It's possible. Um I don't know. I didn't catch that. I want to go back and watch and see. Maybe there was something to that. I don't want to speculate on something that might be complete garble. Yeah. Um, 
But also, great episode for Hassel, you know, being able to take on this much of a leadership role, yes. even though he's not as fully respected as he should be. Yeah, you know. But it's I, also his awareness, you know, of seeing right through these people and everything. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were not trustworthy. A lot of people were, you know, let me say that, not trustworthy, but not trusting of the new group. Mm-hmm. Uh, majority weren't, you know, and this wasn't the time, the place. And I, I hate to say it, I kind of agree with them. Oh, 100% agree you know, with them. But, I mean, it, they just weren't trustworthy. Like, I mean, not for any really legitimate reason. They just didn't trust new people. You know, Hassel yeah. was actually giving evidence for why they shouldn't be trusted. Right. What If your goal was to create a problem, overtake, this, that, or so on, it, you know, it couldn't be a number. It can't be because they have eight women. You, you're not going to overthrow this many people. So it has to be either a manipulation thing to get them to – you know, fold on themselves or they have, like I said, hidden numbers somewhere else. What do you think is more plausible? I think it's both. You know, you invade with a small group, cause disturbances, you know, create little factions to see who you can bring over to your side. And then you bring in the numbers. Yeah. When they're disorganized and having problems with themselves, there's no way they can unite to handle a bigger force. Yeah. I I could see something like that. Definitely. Uh, But the consensus is on everybody we speak to and everybody the discussion thread is, is that nobody trusts these jokers. No. And I mean, we talked about how in our preview, we thought Gwen was going to make a massive mistake to where she doesn't become Brendan anymore. Well, I think we might've already found the mistake. Exactly. By bringing these people in, or it could be her that, you know, hey, he's dead and gone. I'm Brennan, and now he shows back. She's got multiple you can choose from. Yeah. I mean, she, <laughs> you know, it's not looking too hot her for career her. Her right career at Brennan is already checkered. Yeah. Okay? I mean, her batting, her batting history is not no looking doubt. too strong right now. Um, so you mentioned uh, Hassel and his command of, you know, a group of guys checking things out. And, of course, <clears throat> the chubby one gets the far post. Yeah. Um, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and he drives down there and immediately hops onto a four wheeler. Yeah. I was like, Oh um, my God. This is how you know what? I work in a business that has 70 employees and there's always that one employee who's just going to do what he knows is right. Yeah. You know, no matter what you tell him. So th- this was completely relatable and drives down there and almost takes into these metal spike deals and you know, good stunt work. I yep. thought it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I thought it was unique to the, you know, it's it's kind of unique that these giant things are sat there. How'd they get there? Yeah, because there was like no equipment marks or anything. It was almost like they were craned in from really high. But you know, are we being picky when we say that I didn't see a, a rut or anything? Or could you imagine the equipment or what, how heavy it would have been or the sound it would make? Yeah, and why do we drop have, stuff like that? But also, why do we have these if we're already building a fence? Like why have why isn't this just a fence? I mean, you could you could tear up, you could take down a fence. You know, that's another thing that bothers me. They do a chain link fence. I mean, these people know how to work bolt cutters and everything. Use bolt cutters and tear up and giant axes. pieces of equipment like excavators and and you think a you know a sixteen gauge wire you know well just like a six foot fence is going to stop exactly. These I, mean, I mean, you see it, a little foster. It's it's laughable. It's almost laughable, you know, that, but, you know, you have to look at it from the other point of the coin is, is that you're letting people know that we've fenced off the area so that they won't come down here and create safety. And it's that false sense of security. Do you think you, you can just drive a four wheeler straight through a gate if you're going fast enough? 
You could, and I think it would hurt pretty bad when the gate hits you, though. <laughs> you know <what laughs> These I mean? guys are used to a little bit of pain. Uh, yeah, not me. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not doing that route. I was just trying to decide if a four wheeler could just keep on rolling like it was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Now the one thing Hassel did bring to the table this episode, which was pretty unfortunate and made me sad, was oh, so we're talking literally. Yes, was that? Of course, they find the. Uh, Ace well, arm. The ace arm. Um, I mean, I think we just got to go out and say it. Now, do you think we found the rest of the body? I'm going to put it this way. My, when I was watching with my wife, and as soon as he walked up and they, they're like, oh, like this, my wife's like, oh, yeah, they just found the remains of Asa. That was the first thing out of her mouth before I even thought it. I didn't even think about it, and, and I was like, oh, man. And I was like, well, there's a couple things with that. Okay. How do you prove the, it's Asa? Yeah, I was like, that. But, you know, he was on the, he was on the train tracks, and they were – by that pretty way up the mountain or at least a decent clip it looked about halfway yeah i mean um but to bring the arm back first of all kudos to the special effects looked real as all get out yeah i mean it Uh, looked like a legitimate arm it's straight up i man i was impressed you know and i'm sitting there looking details and i was like i paused it uh if you come out in real life and you only have one arm we know why yeah um, I was, I paused it. My wife's like, what are you doing? I was like, I just want to see the, you know, the realism that she's like, you're morbid. And I was like, <laughs> it's for the pod. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's for, I need to verify that they <laughs> expect this out of me by yeah, now. I mean, they want details people. <laughs> and no, it was just really, really good. Now what stunned me was her reaction. Now, you know, it was quick, mm-hmm. you know I mean? To me, I thought there might be in a, a little bit of a hand over the mouth and a little gasping of air and none negative. She was like, you know, well, I'm glad that's done with. Yeah. Uh, bury him halfway, you know, in between. Well, she she hesitated on it. She's like, bury him. Well, yeah, make it halfway. He was yeah, never one of us. I was like, he was definitely one of y'all, Gwen. <sighs> yeah. So when I was reading discussion boards and when I was robbing comments, <laughs> Kelly Jensen says, guys, Asa has to be out there somewhere, one-armed. Drop my computer. I was laughing pretty good. good that was a good one. Um, but here's the opposite. Patricia Weaver says, I really think Asa isn't dead. I think the wolves got his arm trying to bring him back to the mountain. But the hobo took him to the hospital. Being that the other being that the actor has commitments right now, it's a good way to give him time. He is important. He's too important of a character to be off so early in the show. What do you think? The hope. That is just pure hope because A, there was the delayed fountain of blood spewing from his neck yes it really people you need to go back and watch that first scene of when the wolf first bites him and we i just mean got, he takes this bite in his throat and then you see him spit up a, a gallon of amount blood. of blood and then the next scene of course it disappears but uh, i think he's dead he's a feral dead and here another viewer puts this information there spoiler alert you know, <laughs> anything like that is is that joe anderson who plays the role was confirmed to have a role in an upcoming movie called The Ballard of Lefty Brown, which wrapped in October of 2016. Okay. Which is that is in the the heart of when Outsider Season 2 was Being filmed. Because uh, it was filmed, you know, through the summer and all through the fall. And um, as also has a role in the new Prison Break movie called The Joyce Mitchell Story, where he plays the role of David Sweat, which also airs this year in Lifetime. So... The guy has had some other commitments and unfortunately just didn't get to be made into the new season of Outsiders. Yeah. 
which sucks. It really does. Glorily sucks. Because okay. I think we all know how much I really liked Asa and was, I mean. Well, here, here's the deal. In my mind, Asa was the was the lead yeah. character. I had him becoming mm. Brennan. And so at the end, when he shoots Big Foster, and I'm thinking, yes, we've made. Yep. He is back. He is part of the mountain. We're going to see things go in that direction. Everyone's going to embrace. We're going to turn the focus to the police and that kind of stuff. That is what's going to be now. Ace is part of the mountain. He's the in between. Everything like that. And instead, they put him in a box and then they eat him. And I'm just like, what the f? You know, so I guess the real question is, do we have four wolves the next time we see wolves? Um, um, what are you thinking? You know, that's possible. Um, do, here's my other part of this, too. I don't think Joe Anderson's off the show completely. Well, not all of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I, mean, I could totally see him doing the whole ghost. ghost and being somebody who torments Gwen through things. But they can't wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Lady Ray got killed by Big Foster. She was there the next episode. She was there the next episode, you know, or so, and it was part of that torment. Mm-hmm. If Gwen, which in my mind is responsible for his death. 100%. Um, if she's not seeing apparitions of him. Within the first episode. Yeah, within the first couple episodes. I don't see us bringing him back. Then I just hate to say that he's just going to become a distant memory. Um, I could be dead wrong. You know, I, I just, you know, that's the only thing we have it to compare to is, is that when somebody dies, when they shouldn't have died or mm. that they come back that way. I mean, it's just like Elon. He came back after being shot when he shouldn't have been. He was a couple episodes, I think. Right. But. Yeah. And he was in the end. And, mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I I think we could possibly see a cameo or two. I don't think he's going to become a regular character again. No. I don't think. I mean, I think he's 100% dead, but could come back as a... Uh, ghost, like you said, and maybe, possibly, hopefully, I know it won't happen in flashback episode, but, I mean, we just lost such a dynamic character and somebody who was truly important to the series, in my opinion, just with the way he could go in town and out of town. I 100% agree. 100% And I think he's a lot more needed this season than he was last season, and he was critical last season. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I hate that that's how it had to go. I really do. Because, I mean, I don't feel like he was able to train Hassel enough on the workings of the town folk and everything. You know somebody else who's missing off this show? This episode? or No, off the show right now. I went and checked the credits like that. Ed Heavey is not on the show right now. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to have to call Ed and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Because, you know, he was... Big Foster's right-hand man. Big Foster's right-hand man. And I have yet to see him. And so I'm starting to be concerned that he also did not come back for this season. And that would be another huge yes. tragedy. Um, so, but maybe with Big Foster coming back, we get Ed rushing to his side. Man, I hope so. I don't hope so. I'm going to check credits for the next episode or two. If not, I'm going to give Ed a call. Um, I guess we're to the part. Oh. <laughs> do, do we have to? So this is Big Foster's moment in glory. Mm. You know, for is, that what we're, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> moment of glory? Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and start with Juliet's comment. My gag reflex went into serious overdrive <laughs> when it showed Corinne trying to seduce Big Foster. Oh, God. I need a heavy dose of brain bleach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, the passive. As soon Let as me you go get ahead done. and say, 
Best comment on social media yes. I've read in a long, long time. <laughs> Thank you, Juliet. Please uh, pass the brain bleach as soon as you finish man, it. Man, wow. I mean, wow. So, it was bad enough that we have electrical tape and a dirty rag on as a wound cover. Oh, that was disturbing. I mean, and when you can't even afford in, duct tape, you know you're in a bad spot. Already in a crack field. Could you? I mean, could you imagine the odor in this house? Could you imagine the odor in that soup? Oh, the soup. Oh, the soup it looked even was worse. Was that soup? <laughs> like, it looked like pond water with turtle chunks. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> with the shell like separated. I, mean, I was like, "What is going on with that?" I felt like it was Indiana Jones, and something was going to come out of it. It was <laughs> just wow. Um, yeah, it was whew, tough. Brutal. It's, just, Brutal. it's good. Don't worry. I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh. when when you know you're stuck in that situation, you're probably starving, and you get a whiff of that, and you're like, oh, oh. Uh, yes, that was awful. I'm sorry. Most dark comment ever. You know, I'm used to working with a little uh, oh, oh, No, like, don't bring it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just it is brutal. a good thing I hadn't eaten. I was dying. Oh, absolutely and like the, dying. The funny thing was, I don't know if you remember, like the tweets that everyone was doing, like all the actors and stuff. Yes, they were roasting David Morris about his sex, sex scene. scenes, and Morris. he was like, "Well, I didn't think it was long enough, you know." <laughs> well, he yeah. got some extra. So, <laughs> the producers and the writers they heard you, David, and they gave you a much longer sex scene, <laughs> just not the one you wanted. <laughs> Yes. Be careful what you wish for. Is what Please this comes tell me to. David Morris got a pay bump. Oh, this, God. We'll bring you back to season two, but don't read the script until you agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kind of skim episode two. <laughs> yeah, and, really. uh, Actually, just get right to the end. We're going to let you know how good it's going to be. Um, <laughs> Valiant yes. comeback. Wow. Wow. Oh, and I mean, this thing <sighs> lasted about 45 minutes, I feel like. like I God, turned away. Yeah, I mean, well, after I went to the restroom three times to hurl, um, you know, he was she was still writhing him. Um, Did he get the epic comment in the middle? Of this? Oh god! But I mean, the fact that WGN pulls off a rape scene, that comment, and just well, not only that, the the horrific, you know, murdering and homicides of yeah. the entire family afterwards, minus the little boy. And wait, is that her husband in the house who just starts watching? Halfway yes. Th- okay. Yes. Just making sure. You're not helping. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, he was watching her, you know, basically dry hump him until, I, I don't, I don't want to guess when the noodle appeared. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I hate uh, to bring up Walking Dead again, but it was like Eugene, <laughs> like right there. Like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like, I was waiting oh. for him to pull out a camera. I was like, oh, God. All right, so <laughs> I'm moving forward. Big Foster <laughs> escapes, takes an axe blade to the skull. <laughs> knocks him smooth out, um, brings him back down, chains him up. Wow. That that would leave a good contusion yeah. of some kind. And smooth face. move of using the back end of the yeah. axe. Well, you know, if there was the business end, <laughs> it would have been, uh, we'd be saying goodbye to two characters yes. for sure. So, um, oh, But then licking the needle, the, or the, what, if you want to call it a needle, it looked like a glorified deep sea hook. Yeah, I mean, nothing <laughs> he, good. He licked off the rust before he put it into his skin. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. I'm just, man, come on. Come on. Uh, you know, it was already insult to entry with the, the rape, but to have mm. that too, it was just like, uh, and then to put the nasty bandage back on it too. I'm just yeah, like, there all, was all nothing I feel good. is there was infection everywhere. I was getting infected watching this. <laughs> and 
So, of course, he escapes. Yeah, like, I mean, I thought... And he puts his hair up to a bow. I mean, now, it, I do think it was kind of cliche that the gun was sitting right there next to his bed. Well, I mean, my main problem was, how does he still have that much slack in the rope to where he can get it done with his teeth? <sighs> I'm with you. Like, you know, I mean, if you know he's already an escape risk, like, just take away all slack. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I thought that was a little... Mm, but, you know, you want to be able to get the escape, so I give, you want to be able to make it plausible. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I can definitely but see But the gun sitting there five feet from him? Yeah. I mean, really? That's just, that's where you left your loaded revolver? <laughs> that, that's our best option? And, you know, so some people were kind of criticizing that when he was a prisoner and he saw the guy and he saw him and instead he just kept walking around, why he didn't just blow him away? I don't think, I think the deal is, is that I don't think Big Foster is a natural murderer. Eh. Well, don't get me wrong. He did murder priests. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I get that. But I think it was trying to show he was in a frustrative moment as a person of power and leadership, and this was his opportunity to establish that yeah. in front of his people. In this situation, I think his mind was, I'm just trying to get out of here, and I have a weapon to be able to facilitate me getting away. And he didn't think that they were actually going to chase him or anything. Right. Like, there was, was no need him. to kill them. Uh, exactly. And so that's what I look at that as. You know, okay. now, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't have been mad if he just raised up and put one between his eyes. Well, you know? I mean, it wasn't far off later in the episode. <laughs> You know, um, but of course, you know, like I said, he took the hit. Well, the second time he gets away, quite a bit different story with yeah. his scissors. Um, I mean, the brutality. There's blood everywhere. Wow. I mean, it looked like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah. With scissors. Yeah. Um, Edward Scissors hands. And poor Corinne. You know, oh. Uh, you know. Well, not poor. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was brutal. You know, the only really sad part of that whole situation was just watching that boy walk away, you know, alone. You yeah. Know, you're kind of like there was people out there rooting for, bring the boy with him up the mountain. I thought he was going to. You know, which is still technically possible, you know. I mean, he could be sitting somewhere below the mountain and everything. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no way this kid stands a chance. No. Yeah. I just, that one, the heartstrings were thumping pretty yeah. tough for the for the youngster. I mean, after he gave him the cracker, I was like, man, we've got a connection going here. Yeah. Give a kid a cracker. Dad. <laughs> no. uh, but, yeah. More soup. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Stop. Stop. <laughs> well, you know. Well, now we have the worry. You know, we're back up on the mountain and everything with Big Foster. Does he live until next episode? <laughs> yeah. Well, what kind of anarchy does that create? What are the possibilities of what could happen you know, because the preview was a little vague about whether or not he immediately went back into power or whatever. All I saw was is that him and his boys all of a sudden got a cachet of automatic rifles and weapons all of a sudden. Where mm. this came from, I have no idea. Uh, unless it was from the officers who, you know, they encountered on the mountain that dropped him, but that doesn't seem plausible to me. No, because we have already seen him. You know, so I, I'm very curious about that. Um doesn't it didn't look like he's immediately back to being Brennan, you know? Well, no, because I mean the whole uh, feral clan and everything was okay with him being murdered. Yeah, they so, moved on. Yeah, like no one was really sitting there like, oh no, we're so sad that we don't have Big Foster anymore. Right. And so now it's going to come down to he's going to accuse her of poisoning him, sticking Asa on him. Gwen's going to be on trial. And you know, for well, not so much trial, but he's going to expose some things, possibly. Well, he's going to say some things. <laughs> now, is that going to be enough to, like you said, expose her or get the clan to go against her? 
Right. You know, these are going to be important things. That well, we have here's to see the thing: the forward. people who knew what she was doing are either dead or in prison. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't have any cooperating witnesses. You know, and not a lot of people that want to believe him because mm-hmm. I, it's exactly. not like he kept many bridges. You know, when he was still up there, he pretty much burned everything. Now, what happens when he finds out his joint's been taken over by a bunch of chicks? Well, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yes, very interesting. It's a very mani- manipulative women who have uh, kind of taken over. You know, they're pretty much acting like Brendan. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just. He could be exactly what's needed up there right now. True that. So, do you think they can make him go back to being the asshole? Or do they, does, he, does this turn into something else? Yeah, I think he kind of becomes Asa. Oddly enough, mm. kind of becoming the outcast and, you know, has to do a lot of dirty work for the ferals just so he can get back in their good graces. Man, and maybe know. he's the one the prophecy spoke about. I'm a, no. How crazy would that be? No. No? No. I don't know. I think it is just another fly in the ointment and it's going to be something else that creates more havoc. And this could be what makes the Kenan so easily to create, you know, problems. They could feed into this. And, um, oh, I don't think they're going to have any problems. Right. And so anything this is, you know, a gold mine for them. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm very looking forward to it. Um, I'm ready to have a little more. I want to, you know, of course, you see the preview for Sally Ann. And we'll get to see Tariq Lowe. Yes. There we go. You know, the brother. Uh, but also, can we just have more Sally Ann? Like, an episode without Sally Ann just seems like a wasted episode. Well, you know, it would have been nice to see in this episode because it would have brought a little bit of sunshine mm-hmm. to what was pretty dark. Um, well, maybe but, not even sunshine because she's still got to chew out Hassel again. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but And some of the memes that I was seeing all over Facebook and stuff with Hassel and Sally Ann. Oh, oh my gosh. Golden. Yes. I mean, they one one got posted on our site where it said, you know, you 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 pee on the strip and banjo music plays. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, I almost lost my cookies on that one, and so on. Um, the only the last thing we haven't discussed was Stash's sister confessing she has cancer. This was just so much put into such a small time frame. It really was. What you know, I felt like I felt like this was a little odd in timing that. Why Stash was already dealing with the difficulty of his decision to put Lil Foster through the law yes. process. And then we add the whole... Well, it's like she hates him because, you know, she's kind of taking the media side. Like, hey, you know, this is the person who killed Brees. He's like, we have no evidence. You know, you know, I'm going to go after this as soon as I can. But she just wants this over with. And he's like, where is this coming from? And then next scene... I have cancer. It's like, well, yeah, I, that, that's I, kind of a truth nuke that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm really, really curious of why it was brought in when it did, what it's supposed to lead to, and like we've had no lead up to it. Like we haven't seen her sinking away to the doctor or anything. Like we just gave her cancer. Yeah, you know, and like I said, this was a very big setup episode, um, and it's just another wrinkle into the storyline. Um, it's just like we were, uh, Steven Dingler and, and a few other people were talking about is that, you know, the first season was very focused on a central point mm-hmm. 
with dynamic characters in that central point with a couple little small story arcs around it. We learned about Stash, his family, and what was going on with that. We learned about Hassel and Sally Ann and that whole situation. And then we had the mountain with Aces in between. That was the primary focus of last season, great season. This season, the mountain and the people between it are kind of in the backdrop, okay, where Stash has now a situation with his sister of cancer. Now he has a situation with Little Foster. Little Foster's on his own now. Can Stash just get like a small W? Just like a like yeah. a small win? Give me a W. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, give me something to hold my confidence on. Like, can we get him like a cowboy hat you know, or something? Like really just anything. To... And, and so then we have, you know, of course, Sally Hannon and Hassel on there. How What's going on with them? And then... And then we have the whole, in the mountain, we have now Big Foster on his own that comes back, creating anarchy. And then we have a new group that kind of coming in. Um, and it's just, there is so much more expansion of storyline um, in this one where it's almost reminiscent of, you know, some of the other stories we do, like Walking Dead and all that. And a few people, like Stephen was talking about, is that they're concerned that they're going to make episodes that focus on small groups instead of the entire show. I don't think we're going to get that necessarily. I don't think so either. But they are expanding it to the point where it, it is it's heavily inflated. It is heavily inflated, but, I mean, we're needing some of these new people so we can actually get to where we're going. Like, I don't feel like we're wasting an episode necessarily. Oh, I don't think we're either. Uh, I just, some people are concerned that it's becoming too busy. To I, me, I don't I think so. It's too not busy. yet. Like, if we get like two or three more groups, or like you said, we get an episode all on top of the mountain or all down in the town, then yeah, we're getting too busy. Like, I need to see at least close to like 70 to 30%. Unlike each time. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt at all. Um, but do you predict the sister lives or dies? Pancreatic cancer. My wife being in the medical profession, pancreatic cancer can be one of the worst there is. They're, they're, unfortunately, it is one of the one of the ones you, you know, your is odds are against you. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's one of the few cancers I haven't even really heard of. It, where it's located, it affects other major organs quickly. Mm -hmm. and that's what gets you. Then I would go with no. Um, I, I don't see any way that she lives. Do you? No. And it could be one of the situations where, you know, now he becomes the parents of. God, uh, we haven't even seen his kid yet. No. Well, here's the other thing is, is that his sister's what keeps him straight. What now that one of the new story arcs is like foster care comes in and takes care of him. <laughs> <laughs> Can we beat up on Stash yeah. anymore? I uh, mean, you know. Oh, and how about the uh, threat Little Foster threw down on Stash? It's like, I believe you, but if you're lying to me. You're going to pay for it. Uh, I was a little worried for Stash right there. I, I think um, I saw the actual Stash quiver. What's the Arnold Schwarzenegger line? I snap your neck like a chicken. You know, <laughs> it's kind of what I felt like he could do right yes. there. You know? um, yeah, uh, there's no doubt. You know, But I think that's just showing their characterization that there's trust there. And that being the case, that's why I like that comment earlier, is, is that Wade being some some role in the way of Little Foster escaping. And I'm actually hoping for that. I want That's a W for me. That is a W for the character stash. Well, does that make him go on the run? Do you no, think that I think it's incognito. I think it's, you know, on the sly. And, you know, it's a, something for your conscience. 
you know, that you know somebody's getting railroaded and I don't know. Or like, I, I, we're not going to call it being railroaded anymore. We're going to call it being Big Foster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Munson. Yes. You know? <laughs> but and, like, I don't see any way that he helps out and doesn't get caught. Maybe so. Like, I think he's but immediately. I don't over. see him a, being a as dynamic of a character for the show if he's not sheriff. True. So it's kind of like you give or you take, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know. All I know is is that this next episode should really set the tone for where some of these storylines are really going to try to go. Hopefully it's a little less dark. I'm going to be honest with you. I would not doubt for a second that the next episode continues the, you know, the misery of yeah. what this episode brought. Um, and really, really makes you dig in deep for what kind of drama is unfolding. I think Will Foster's in a lot of trouble. Like, I think he is in trouble. I of, think he compounds things pretty bad. There's no way, like, because as soon as that gate was closed and everything, it was like you took this beautiful, free animal, like, in spirit that can't be emphasized enough, and then caged it yep. with other people. There's who, no doubt. Now, do you think he's going to be hated in prison by people who don't even really know what ferals are? Um, that is a complete mystery to me. Because I think they're going to really amp up. Oh, you're a feral, and like my whole thought process was like, do these people even know who ferals are? Yeah, I because mean, I mean, I don't think because like, he's at the county. Well, considering this mountain is evidently enormous. Yes. Um, I'm I'm gonna guess that. Their people are widely known. And so, I, of course, I think he's a target. If he's not, it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's definitely going to be an issue. But I think, I think he's actually going to get sentenced for something he does in jail over killing Bruce. My deal is, is that I could see him totally creating all kinds of anarchy. And the reason we possibly have him being transported is that he has to go to a bigger prison or something. Mm-hmm. And this is your last chance to go get him. Before, as part of the escape or something like that. And so I could see that being step one, two, three, and where it's going with that. I can definitely see that being the thing. Um, and so, on. so I, you know, I'm going to repeat it again. I just, I think the next episode is going to be tougher and tougher. And it's going to be a little bit before we start seeing some. The light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. <laughs> or even a game plan for one. Do you know what I mean? The bottom line is, is that I think as soon as someone thing maybe is solved, Something else something pops else up, or two things come creates, to take it. You know, even things worse. Because I mean, there's a lot of big puzzle pieces that still need to be fit in and dropped. Man, there's a ton. And I mean, I think we've still got six or seven that we don't even know about yet. Yeah, I think this is just early, and so you know, and a lot of people get on to me on social media about being impatient. You know, I am. When you have such a good show like this, you you want to know. Yeah. You want to see what's going to go and da 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 da. You know, so. But I mean, I we know. do trust the writers and stuff, and I mean, we're just gnawing at the bit every week. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, well, exciting news for us. I think next week we have lined up another interview um, with another cast member. Uh, we'll we'll let everybody know via social media pretty soon if we've got that locked in and who it's going to be, and you know, put another interview out there talking about the show and where things are going. Uh, so we're always excited about that. Um, again, this is one of the best shows out there. We really, really enjoy it. I've actually got a few, three coworkers at work. I started talking about it. They watched the marathon, and they're hooked in. Uh, so it is great. It's gaining momentum. Um, according to some research I did, the numbers, you know, they were right at like a million viewers in season one's first. And we were right back in a, close to a million viewers again. Awesome. And so, um, and of course, WGN is spending the money to really get that promoted and advertised. Uh, Krista Gill and um, 
the the people with Frenzy and the Outsiders Clan, like that, all their numbers are uh, skyrocketing uh, yeah. really, really fast. Um, and we enjoy being a part of all those groups and discussions. Um, so if anything, this this thing is really is starting to take off, and people are seeing the value of artistic direction, great cinematography. Uh, the casting decisions are phenomenal. Um, you know, minus killing Asa, uh, it is, uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a it's been a great ride uh, so far, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the trail yep. right up the mountain. So as they say. Um, Guys, if y'all enjoyed the show, great. Let us know. If there was parts where we're like, uh, these guys are ridiculous, like that, let us know. We would love to hear it. You know, give us a comment back on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Uh, we're not shy. People will tell us all the time either we're, you know, goofballs or we were wrong on this or you forgot this or whatever like that. And man, we love it. And we always like to enjoy incorporating new people's comments and thoughts. And uh, we're gaining momentum and followers daily as well. So I uh, would love you to join us and be a part of it. And, uh, you know, give us a like or, you know, a positive review on iTunes. Always help us out. But other than that, guys, we're going to call tonight. And we look forward to next week. Uh, this is Bleed TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week. Get good, good, y'all.